There wasn't anything that marked that I got my period. It was just really stressful and scary. So I think it would have been, yeah, really cool to have a little mini feast. Hey guys, to periods! Woo! <laughs> I would have loved a little period party with like my mum and my stepmom and my friends. Yeah. yeah, and I would have liked my brothers to have been involved. It, it would help destigmatize the negativity around periods and the whole secrecy thing, which I think has gone on for a long time. If me were invited into that space, like I would be so like cautious at the supermarket of like hiding tampons like underneath like the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Period Sis. I'm your host Mandy B, and of course this show is brought to you by none other then the official box owner brand. Thank you guys so much for constantly supporting us as we go into year two of not only the podcast, but the brand. I just, again, want to thank you guys and hope everyone is enjoying the fall and winter and festivities around the holidays. It definitely is one of my favorite times of year, but I'm super excited again for this show that we are about to get into today, because as you guys may have heard through my journey with my period, it was one in which I did not even share with my mom for the first year. Um, a little bit of shame, I, I suppose, but today's guest actually embraced and celebrated um, her period when she got that. So I'm excited to have the conversation of another tale of womanhood for women by women and I would like to introduce Rashida, who actually had period parties. Her and her sisters and cousins received period parties when they entered womanhood. And I'm excited to hear about what that was like. Hi, Rashida. Hi. Thank you for joining me today. No so I loved the email that you sent in and a period party. I mean, I've heard of... You know, there's, of course, sweet 16s and mm. bar mitzvahs and things in which um, you kind of walk into adulthood and celebrate, um, you know, coming of age. But mm. really for women, getting your period is almost as well a coming of age. And so talk to me about what it was like or what a period party was like for you um, growing up, you and your sisters. Okay, so... <laughs> Like, they had them, obviously, before me. I'm one of the youngest, so they had them before me. And I remember when I was a kid, I was just like, you know, we get to dress up and eat, and then women come and talk, and this is cool, because I was young for there. So I think I got mine when I was, like, 13, 14. Okay. And so what happens is I told my mother as soon as it happened, and she was like, all right, cool, we're about to have a party. And I'm like, all right. So she, we, like, you get dressed up, my hair got straightened, they put like a little bit of makeup on me, my mother cooked, she brought all of her friends over, and they each like got me a gift. Okay. Like that pertained to your period, your vagina, like that, like something that has to do with that. And basically what happened was, like my mother introduced, Rashida got her period this day, and we need wisdom from older women on how she can maneuver d through this okay so all so it was like I, it was like because it wasn't like for like children so like she let me bring i think like two of my friends but she was like this is some this is like wisdom that needs to be passed down so this isn't like a party for kids okay so basically what happened was we were uh all on the floor like eating and um everyone went one by one and told basically 
like their story of like how they got their period, like what happened. And I remember one in particular, she was actually my, um, the lady was my principal because I went to a homeschool. Okay. She was my principal at the, at the homeschool. And she said that she got her period. She told her mother, her mother was like, shh, shh, don't say nothing. Gave her pads and newspaper. And she was like, when you're done with that, you just wrap it up. And she was like, it was like something they never talked about for years. Wow. And I, I, and I remembered that story because I was just like, how, so how did you figure it out? Like on your own. And she was like, girl, that was the seventies. That's what they did. And I was just like, oh, wow. And I also got like boxes of like pads, like organic pads. And we did a demonstration on how like a tampon works. They dipped it in water and then it explodes. And I was like, oh, I didn't Wait, know. I didn't know that happened. So for the period party, there was a, mm -hmm. so everyone in the room went around and shared their first period story. And then there was actually demonstrations on how menstrual yes. products were used. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. And, yeah. And like they showed and like they showed me like they gave me period panties and then they gave me like sexy panties. Like cuz so like I had I got like my first thong. I got like lace panties and then I got like cotton like period panties. And then like they showed you like the the correct way to put um a pad on and how to dispose of it, like wrap it up and like the way you're supposed to do it. The same thing with the tampon. And then uh, I also got like teas and like things that help people with their period. A great tip wow. that I got that day was, uh, you know, like when you have your cramps, you get a hot water bottle and put it on your stomach. Like they, that was like, um, that's one thing like I remember like vividly. I got like a journal. Is, because it was like. Is, are any of the older women in your family, do they work in healthcare? Or can you tell me maybe where in your family this tradition started to have period parties? It started with my mother and my godmother. And my godmother's a nurse. Okay. But that's not why it started. It started because my mother grew up and she grew up just very not loved. Okay. So my mother, all of her life was like, because I have four sisters, and she was like, all of her life, she wants to make sure we were raised like the complete opposite. So just open about everything. So just so like there's no, I guess like just, what's the word? So we're not like looking for love in the wrong place. Understood. Or trying to get validation from a man. So she was like, I need to make sure you guys are solid. Because my father was a hot mess and wasn't. So Right. <laughs> she just wanted to make sure we were good. So we just open about everything. And so the period parties were also, I guess, a way for you to love yourself as well. I know yes. that, you know, when you get your period, um, A, now you know you can get pregnant if sex becomes a thing. So I know that that's also sometimes a conversation. Is that one of the conversations that are had at the period parties at all or, or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it wasn't. And so my mother has always been an advocate. You know, like parents tell you like sex is bad, like sex hurts. She'd be like, I just want to let you know it feels good. Like that's number one. Awesome. She's like, it feels good. She's like, you shouldn't be doing it right now, but I'm not about to sit here and tell you it hurts your leg going to fall off. She's like, none of that's going to happen. But she was like, if it happens, you need to tell me. Okay. And she was, oh, like my sister lost her virginity at 16. She ended up eventually telling my mother because she was like, you need to know. Just think, you know, you never know what happens. Right. So my mother always like, even I don't want you to do this, but if you do do it, tell me. Like, 
My, she gave my sisters a whole tutorial on how to suck dick. Yeah, wait, like when, wait. When they were older. Whoa, wait, what? What? At what age? Uh, I think they were like, I was young, but I remember I got locked out the room because that's what she was doing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, my mother's always <laughs> just been like super just free, like gypsy, just that's just how like my all my family is. I love that. Let me ask as well for the period parties. Um, I know you mentioned not only your siblings, but your cousins. Um, did you start going to all of them once you got your period? Were you allowed to go before your period came? And how many of your family members would attend? Um, so we went, so I went to all of like all my cousins that had them. We went and even, uh, one of the ladies who like, she had like a, I think her daughter was like three or four. She was like, well, you know, like when she gets her period, when she gets older, we, we have to do this. And I was like, okay. But um, when I was a kid, I went to them okay. because my mother, she was a single mother. So we all had to be there. But um, once I did uh, like have my period, like the next period party, I was able to give like my story and like a tip. Like they, they did allow me to do that. Okay. But I was like young. I think it was like 15, 16. I guess um, my other question now is you are one of four, correct? You have three other siblings. Have any of them started having children? And do you all plan to continue the tradition of period parties with your children? Um, so none of my, it was crazy. None of my sisters have kids. Okay. <laughs> but um, yes, that is something we, we actually do plan on doing because it's important. Like even, um, my cousin who has like a daughter right now, she's young, but it's like, we're going to do that for her because it, it's a way for you to just understand your body better and right. not feel shameful about it. Cause I feel like so many people do, it's just not something we talk about. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> like It's just, it's sad. No, it is. <laughs> when you were having these parties growing up, um, a lot of the things that I talk about on this pod as well is even knowing that sometimes friends don't have these conversations did this open up you to being someone that started the conversation with your friends in school did they feel comfortable with coming to you about questions around their period um what what did this period party kind of bring forth with you as someone who had just gotten it it made me feel more comfortable okay to like, okay, because now I felt like I had the tools to deal with this. Because before I just would see my sisters going through hell. And it's like, I don't want to experience any of this. But once it was like kind of explained to me and I had like a better grasp and understanding, I felt like I had the tools to like move forward with it. And it wasn't necessarily, um, I was telling my friends like hey I have a period and this is what you should do about your period <laughs> but it was like I remember when I was in college and my roommate was on the floor like just like she was like I can't move my stomach hurts and I was like well this is what you do and like I gave her like a bunch of stuff because everything that I learned and I gave her the hot water bottle and everything and I was like and you'll be fine in like 20 minutes don't worry and she was that's amazing with with learning it so early and even all your sisters learning their bodies and their periods so early have any of you experienced um uh, again a lot of the conversations here on this pod uh bring forth the issues surrounding fibroids endometriosis mm -hmm. and a lot of things that are caught later on because 
a lot of women are in tune with their body, especially during their menstrual cycle. Have you guys been able to, and uh, you know, just have the conversation about catching things or noticing when something may be wrong with your menstrual as well? Mm-hmm. So this is also a little nasty, <laughs> but no, nothing so is nasty my here. Mother, <laughs> my mother, so like, like, so say like you're like, cause like when I was a kid, like you know, your period came and then it stopped and then it come again. I never understood why. So like, I, like we would literally be like on my mother's bed and she would like be in examining our vagina to see like everything's good here or like you would shave and you have like a, um what's that thing called what do you get razor um, bumps razor bump yeah and i'm like what is that or like my sister would be like what is that so like my mother would literally like spread us open like to make sure everything was good oh wow oh wow don't yeah. tell me she was also letting you know about blood clots and the size they should be and that they were normal things is that yeah things of yeah. that nature as well everything well let's get into it then because i feel like you have all the tips in the world not only from the period parties but as you've grown into your journey of understanding your body what are some other tips that you have for people during their cycle of course we've also talked about the alternative menstrual products um that are now afforded us with the disc mm-hmm. um tampons not being so popular anymore especially amongst black women pads being something so can you share with me kind of the menstrual products of your choice and also more tips that you have in regards to what you eat the teas you drink things to help you have just a healthy um non-complicated menstrual cycle well the first thing i would start with the reason the like because i'm here it used to be like seven eight it used to be really really long, oh wow like super long and um that's just because I'm I like I'm I'm a vegetarian. I grew up vegetarian. Okay. So like my like I really don't eat like bad things, but my period was just always like the first three days was just like always like really really like hard and really long. I started doing hot yoga like four and a half years ago. Okay. And it dropped it down to four days, and I don't have cramps anymore. Really? Yes. Oh wow. Now let me ask you: Do you think it has anything to do, or have you done any research? to where hot yoga is tied at all to the menstrual cycle? Or do you feel like if you did any type of exercise that that would have been the same result? I I think so in, in hot yoga, you sweat out a lot of time. Like you're sweating. Like yeah. the rooms are like at least like 108, 109. So like you're literally like drenching in sweat when you leave. I, I didn't do any research because I didn't need to because I know I, I you know your it body worked. <laughs> like I know my body it worked <laughs> and I was like it's because of this so um what was the question again I oh no I was just gonna ask if there was any ties but have you also done any other type of exercising that you have seen effect or you just know this is the only thing new and now my period went from seven to eight days down to four yeah so no like i'm not a i'm not an exercise person at all okay like like not at all so i did so during the pandemic so the studios was closed so i did do regular um like working out and that did nothing for me okay it's literally it's the heat so even if you were in a sauna right and not necessarily like moving but if you were just in a sauna and able to like to sweat it helps your body so much like it's ridiculous yeah what type of menstrual products um are you using and have there any been have there been any conversations amongst your mom or your sisters regarding ones to stay away from 
Um, well, so at the party, someone talked about toxic shock, shock syndrome. Yes. So like for years, I was scared of tampons. Like I never <laughs> used it. I probably... Probably use a tampon. I'm 27. I probably started using tampons when I was like 25. Oh, wow. I was so scared. Yeah, I was really scared because she was just like it. Like she had to go to the hospital. Like it was really bad. And I was like, I never went experienced this. Oh, so the woman at the period party had experienced toxic shock syndrome. And yes. what's crazy about that is it is deadly. Like it is definitely something that, yes, it's, it's odd because it's definitely something that we can experience. But I don't know many people who have. One in which, um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, Tiffany Haddish actually shared a story of her experiencing toxic shock syndrome when she was smaller, which made her not want to use tampons at all, even when she was on set. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So you only just most recently started using tampons. Are, do you go the organic route? Are there tampons that irritate you that you want to stay away from? What has been your experience thus far? Um, so I do go the organic, whatever's at tra- uh, Trader Joe's or Whole Foods route, whatever's the cheapest. Cause I feel like it, if it comes from them, it's good. I don't like, um, I think it's Playtex with the girl in the front, yeah. like with the, with the that's with, running. Yeah. Yeah. Her, she can go to hell. Cause like, <laughs> is that Playtex or Kotex? It might be Playtex. I think it's Playtex. Yes. Okay, so that yeah. one is yeah, like it was horrible. I I it would, it, it's it's one of those, and I'm not sure if you're listening to this episode, and you know, I don't know if maybe it's the dye, but I will say yes, that one in particular, when I pull it out, it feels like it's scratching me. It just dries me up to a point where, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned on here as well how much I don't use tampons at all much anymore. I'm a pad goer. Um, but I'm also one of God's chosen. My period is only two to three mm-hmm. days long. So <laughs> I'm like, listen, if I got to sit in a pad for two days, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you, you stay away from Playtex. Have you experienced or used the disc at all? No. I, so I can't, so I don't want to, so when I'm on a period, I'm, I'm the worst person in life. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to have to deal with that too. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't have, when I have to be like, and I have to sit here and drain this blood. I'm not dealing with none of yeah, that. Yeah. I'm not a blood person <laughs> either. It's. I'm, yeah. Like I'm not like smart. Cause my friend was, she was like, oh, you have to do is squeeze it out. Like it's really simple. I said, but I'm over, like I'm hurting and you want me to do this. You want me to do more on top of it. Like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That part. So no, I've never used the desk disc ever. Okay, and something you did mention as well, just because I want to give all of the tips. You mentioned that there was a conversation at these period parties regarding teas. Now that you're an adult, mm-hmm. is there anything that you add to your diet or remove from your diet during your menstrual cycle? Well, I drink a lot of uh, soursop tea okay. on my menstrual cycle because it helps just build your immune system. Okay. So... My like so my oldest my second oldest sister, on her period she gets really sick like she starts throwing up like it's bad. Oh wow, yeah. So like peppermint tea has like helped her try to like curb wanting to throw up, and I feel like I get like sick like sniffles and stuff like that because your body's just going through a lot. Right. So the sour top tea helps me build up my immune system at that time because if I don't I will get sick. Right. Like, Real fast. I know raspberry leaf tea um, is also something that has been recommended on this show if you experience cramps. 
Um, mm-hmm. So raspberry and nettle tea is really good as well to drink during your cycle. This was my first time hearing the peppermint tea and soursop tea. Never heard of that in my life. So I'm definitely, really? yeah, I, I'm familiar with soursop, if I'm not mistaken, from a Caribbean place, either Caribbean mm-hmm. or, or, or Asian. Am I, am I right? Am I in the right direction? It's Caribbean. 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 Okay, yeah, it's there Caribbean. we go. I'm like, I'm familiar with soursop, but definitely more in maybe a soda or a juice form. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a tea form for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do that, do you also just add honey? Is there anything that you do to it? So it tastes like like it, it kind of tastes like like Lipton. Okay. Like it, like I feel like you could make iced tea with it. It's a little. It, it does have like kind of like a not really a sour but a bitter kind of taste to it. Okay. But I feel like you could make um like regular iced tea with it, and you really wouldn't know the difference. Okay. But you, so I do honey, lemon, and the tea, and then sometimes um. It's called Red Zynga. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of that. You've heard of that? I feel like I have. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that tea, the peppermint tea, and um, there's one more that, what is, what is the name of it? I can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, the gr- green tea, duh. Oh, green tea, of course. Of I'm course. Like, what is that? Non uh, decaffeinated tea. So no caffeine. Yeah. That definitely helps. Let me ask you now before we get out of here. For anyone listening who may have a daughter who's coming of age, can you please give a tip or share in which really something that affected you in your journey through womanhood, what you would suggest a mother to bring forward to their daughter's coming of age? If they don't want to go through and have a whole period party, what one of the biggest takeaways was during that time of your life? I think that it's okay. Like, to just have the conversation about, I think when people tell their journey, it makes you feel more open to tell your own. Mm. So if you would like, so say if I have a daughter, it's like, this is what happened to me. Like where I was, I remember vividly where I was when it happened, what happened, like how I felt. So I think just explaining that, because once you realize that you're not the only person going through something, you're more, more open to share. So it's, I think, just opening the door to have the conversation, just to say, like, hey, because, like, my my mother just always made us feel like if you need to talk, I, I'm here. I love that. Like, you know, you're, like, your feelings are valid. So it's like, no matter, you know, how you feel, come and talk to me. Right. So I think it's that, because you wouldn't know if, she, you know, like, when she has her period unless she comes and tells you. Just like you said, like, you hid yours. Yeah. So, like, just be, you being that person, that vessel for her to feel safe, to say, hey, this is happening to me. I love that. And not feel like, oh, now you've grown, so you're going to be out. Like, because it's nothing to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. It's something you can't control. I agree. And it, it, it all happens to all of us, for the most part, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Well, Rashida, thank you so very much for sharing your story. You. I hope that you have inspired listeners um, and generations to come to throw period parties because it definitely is a coming of age and a coming of womanhood. So I appreciate you sharing. And shout out to your mama. Let's, <laughs> right? Let's end the pod with shouting out your mama. Shout out to Tammy. You know, oh, that's my mama name. Really? That's my, shout out to Miss Tammy. I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, Rashida, thank you so much. And if you are tuned in, please stay tuned. I am going to drop some stats and facts 
regarding the coming of womanhood with more period facts. Stay tuned. Bye, Rashida. Bye. Fighting against these subconscious beliefs and stuff, you're returning power to yourself and to your own womanhood and to your definition of that. And then it helps us find our own definition of womanhood and how we want to navigate it, if we want to shave, if we don't want to shave, if we want to have no pants day. <laughs> a growing party trend with a positive message. A new study conducted by Wampol on behalf of Intimina found that two-thirds of mothers want to throw a period party for their daughters to empower them to embrace this new chapter in their lives. A period party is exactly what it sounds like, a small celebration of a girl's first period designed to normalize menstruation. The study of 2,000 women found that 72% want to encourage body positivity but don't really know how, often because of their own experiences as children. They admitted learning about periods in their bodies was quite a difficult journey. On average, women said they were period shamed up to three times growing up and as a result, many associate their first periods with embarrassment. Although menstruation is more culturally acceptable today, many women still associate their periods with negative feelings, like thinking it's annoying and burdensome. But according to the Intimina study, 12% find it magical, which could mean that people's perspectives about the women's body are changing. Respondents felt that to fight period stigma, schools need to teach both boys and girls more about the female body. Plus, there have to be more open conversations about periods and better sex education.